You are listening to The Whole Church Podcast. Our efforts to educate and unite the church are made possible thanks to our sponsors on Patreon. Please consider joining them for $3 a month, where you can get discounts on our special merchandise and our upcoming event, the Every Tribe, Denomination, and Tongue Convention. Romans chapter 15, verses 5-9 through 9 in the NASB read, Now may the God who gives perseverance and encouragement grant you to be of the same mind with one another, according to Christ Jesus, so that with one purpose and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us for the glory of God. For I say that Christ has become a servant to the circumcision in behalf of the truth of God, to confirm the promises given to the fathers, and for the Gentiles to glorify God for his mercy. Here, St. Paul is writing to the church at Rome, encouraging them to be witnesses to God through their love of one another. He states one goal is to worship God in one voice together. Then he commands the church accept one another. In our context today, with so many different church gatherings and polarization rampant, what does this call to accept one another look like to you now? Man, this is a good question. (laughs) I know we've been asking this the whole series. Um, Thinking about it for myself, a lot of this comes down to to use a smart person word, Christology, and just who do you say Jesus is? You know, how do you think of Jesus and what he did and why he did it? Because it doesn't just say accept one another. It says accept one another just as Christ accepted us. So first you have to understand how did Christ accept us? What do we mean when we say that? You know, um, from the way I understand Paul's Christology and what I think he meant, you know, that Christ died for everyone, not just, you know, one group of people, not just, you know, certain skin colors or gender or anything like that. He, it, it was for once and for all for everyone so that everyone could come to the father through him. So I think with that same thing, when we're accepting one another, we're accepting one another no matter what. And in a way that we are leading them to Christ, to the father, to God, more or less. And you know, elsewhere in the scriptures is God is love. So, you know, when I'm thinking of this, yeah, of course, of course, the, Paul never says our testimony is have a really good three point sermon, never says, you know, X, Y, Z, walking through the Romans road. He says, um, love each other. That's going to be the testimony. That's how you see witness to Christ, to salvation is just how you treat each other in the church. Oh, yeah, I like that. Thanks. Hey everybody, welcome to the Whole Church Podcast, a very weird episode. I have an extremely special guest today. Today's guest is the greatest podcast host who's ever hosted, who's ever co-hosted, who's ever existed, um, the Miami Hurricanes. You know, if you if you look at their symbol, it, it's, it represents a force of nature. Carolina. Yeah, uh, it represents a hurricane which is the second greatest force of nature I know of, the first being TJ, Tiberius Juan's voice. Hey, TJ, welcome to your podcast. Hey, I would just like to say on air, uh, we do not condone the Miami Hurricanes. We do not support True. them in their actions. Accurate. Only did I not say Carolina? Carolina? You did not. Did I say Miami? You did. I'm just, you know, I'm a college football fan. I'm just used to thinking Hurricanes Miami. Yeah, we don't like them. They're bad guys. It's the whole church, except for Miami Hurricane fans. Except for, yeah, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> specifically, yeah. 
Oh man, fun stuff. Well, today is a weird one because I uh, I forgot to confirm our guests, and instead uh, the guest confirmed that he wasn't going to be here. So <laughs> we have just TJ and I. We're going to continue our church services series without a guest. You might wonder how. Well, how is going to be with a lot of filler like this. Um, we're going to talk some about our upcoming event. And then we're going to talk to about some of the different church services we went to. You know, I have been to Pentecostal services, Lutheran services, Catholic services. I went from attending a Pentecostal church to attending a Lutheran church. So that's pretty wild church service difference. So we're going to get into some of that as well and just kind of discuss why churches do things the way they do and reflect on the series. Yep. Yeehaw. <laughs> so... Uh, we urge you to go check out our convention website in the description below. You can hang out with us, some of your other favorite podcasters, possibly. Uh, I don't know if you like those guys or not, but <laughs> the head of the Christian Podcasters Association will be there. We're going to play some games, enjoy some nice, clean comedy, hopefully, <laughs> and engage in uh, multicultural worship services. General admission is going to be $60. Uh, single day admission is $30. And we're working on a virtual option that will either be 20 or uh, pay what you like. That's to be decided. Yeah, I or, actually already did that. I just forgot to update this outline. So you can do that. You can go pay, pay $20 like. or pay what you like using the code POD, P-O-D. Yeah. Or you can be a real super sport and help us out and get a single day ticket for all three days. Yeah. Or you can use the code HOLE, W-H-O-L-E, all caps. You'll get $20 off general Admission. Also, patrons get a different code for $40 off, so they can go to the whole thing for cheaper than you're going for a single day. Solid reason to be a patron yeah. right there. Yeah. yeah. And if we weren't careful, you can use both and for free. <laughs> there is a link to it. GoFundMe for the event if anyone would like to support what we're doing or help us pay guest fees and traveling costs. Yeah. That's always helpful. Please help us. We're poor. Money, please. Yeah. We're poor and trying to do big things. Need help. So, DJ, uh, you know, I have a favorite form of church unity, and that is silliness. Tell me about it. Yeah, yeah. It's just uh, if you were silly enough, it's really hard to have disunion in the church. Primarily because if you're as silly as I like to be, they, they typically escort you out the church until you're done. So, yeah, can't be divided in the church. Can't even be in there. So, so that's not true for the most part, for those wondering. Most churches accept you, no matter how silly you are. But uh, we're going to ask what church service you think or you would recommend for Chewbacca to attend. If Chewie was going to go to a church, what church? <laughs> Why is that, DJ? Uh, just, uh, it's where he belongs. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking it can't just be like Pentecostal either. It's got to be like deep Southern American Pentecostal, maybe specifically like Tennessee or West Virginia Pentecostals. Uh, Chewie's gonna dance and sing and scream. Absolutely, and he's gonna have a good time with. It. He's gonna love it. Yeah, yeah. In fact, yeah, Chewie, I think I got a few specific churches that he's gonna enjoy. So I might have to go with. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. When we're done with him, he's gonna. The Holy Ghost is gonna be his. You know, probably second favorite ghost. <laughs> second favorite ghost. Yeah. Who's the first favorite ghost? Oh. Han Solo. Oh, yeah. Oh, on that very depressing Spoiler. note. <laughs> we are, uh, yeah, we're doing a church services series um, because a lot of times our guests have suggested for people to go 
attend service of a church different than their own so they can see how their brothers and sisters worship in different contexts. Help you understand your brothers and sisters a little bit better. And that'll help us have better unity. And then some people tried it and said, I have no idea what's going on at this church. So we said, hey, we'll clue you in. We'll have a few people come on and tell you about different kinds of church services and why they do things the way they do. Um, so today we're going to talk about some of the services we've been to and what it was like as us guesting different churches or growing up in certain contexts and inviting friends who are like, what are y'all doing? Um, which happens a lot when you grow up in a castle, in case you're wondering. Um, but before we do, TJ, TJ, what do you know about this convention coming up? The Every Tribe Denomination and Tongue Convention. Man, well, it's it's a bit of a misnomer. We're not going to have every tribe there. Um, yeah. Just most. One day we'll have every tribe there. One day, one year. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to have a few local food trucks, uh, local to Chapel Hill. Uh, I know it's in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have multicultural worship, multicultural hanging out, really. Uh, we're going to play some board games. We're going to have board game corner, at least. Not yeah. sure how it's going to be ran, but I know we're going to be able to go over there. You can lose to me at risk. It's free. <laughs> to lose to you at risk is free? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. Well. If you if you say, I, I'm physically. only here for the event to lose to TJ at risk, then we'll let you in for free. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually the ultimate code. Just show up day of. Say that. Magic yeah. phrase. It's only free, like, fiscally. You'll have to pay no money. Like you will pay. Hmm, fair enough. Also, um, you could join the ultimate rematch of TJ and I playing Killer Bunnies in the quest for the magical carry. That's true. Spots are limited. Yeah. Yeah. For that particular game, yes. Also, uh, TJ wants to go ahead and warn you not to listen to me. And I want to tell you that at least the first three turns, I am trying to help you. Yeah. No, just don't listen to Josh. Do what you will. Um... <laughs> That is one of our favorite games. Yeah, a, a lot of this, like the point largely is going to be to fellowship, to connect, to hang out. We're going to get to see some of the podcasters we've been talking to for a long time that we haven't seen in person. In fact, I don't even think DJ seen Pastor Will in person yet. I haven't. So that'll be pretty cool. Um, yeah, the food trucks we have. Um, we have a taco truck. We have a Jamaican truck coming for some for some uh, jerk chicken. If you want it, gonna be good. They sell um, oxtail out of that truck. You have to ask him. Uh, and and per, per TJ's demand, even though he didn't say it, just his presence demands that there be some form of shaved ice or Italian ice thing there every day. So that's also a thing. Yeah. Um, and as far as like the, the serious parts, we are going to have worship. It's going to be less multilingual than I originally wanted it to be. Turns out a lot of people who can go in Charlotte can't also go in Chapel Hill. Yeah. Pretty inconvenient. Uh, we had to change the location for different reasons. For those of you who follow along, you know that. Um, but we are still going to have some live podcasts. We're going to have some sermons all addressing the same topic of whether or not you experience God more in your prayer closet or in community with one another. The Bible does tell you to do both. So it'll be fun to see how different people answer that question. We'll have some Q and A's. Um, and I think we're gonna, probably going to do an entire session just talking about the Anazal Ministries podcast. It's the network that we're starting. We mentioned last week. So we'll go a little bit further in depth on that and just kind of discuss what it was like kind of behind the scenes deciding what we need to agree on or not agree on as we invite other people into the network. You know, who are we OK working with? Um, I, I think it was determined that if Hitler wanted to do a podcast with us, uh, he couldn't be on our network, unfortunately. Sorry, Hitler, if you're listening. But I'm not. Yeah, yeah. we have a few other distinctions that we made other than just not Hitler. But 
we'll talk about that there as well. Um, TJ, is there anything else that you can think of that people would want to know if they're going to an event like this? Uh, Chapel Hill is a cool place. If you're going to come like make it a whole thing, come visit for the days. There's some nice hotels up there. That's true. A lot of good food. Um, also, we will have, if you're, since you're listening to whole church, we're going to have Lutheran ministers speaking, Methodist ministers, several different Methodist churches, Pentecostal, um, Baptist, non-denominational, a few other groups will be represented, and we're all just going to be in one spot. Even if it doesn't become a huge worship service or any of that stuff, we're going to get together, talk about ministry and what it means to be the church together in unity. So even if it's 10 of us from these different areas, I think that is a meaningful and impactful thing that we, we can do. So that's something I'm, I encourage you to be part of if you can, even virtually, you know, if you can do it virtually, do it, man. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. I'll be there. Virtually? <laughs> yeah. Calling in from Chipotle? <laughs> yeah. Calling in from the dish pit. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So let's let's talk about church services. Um, TJ, for those who don't know or don't remember, uh, can you tell us about how you grew up in the church, what denomination you're a part of, where you got the name Tiberius? I don't know. Just yeah, I can answer stuff all those questions. <laughs> yeah. So I grew up in the Church of God of Prophecy. Specifically Greer. Yeah, that's a Pentecostal organization for those wondering. We are Pentecostal. Um, it's, you know, our church in particular is more of a white church, so not quite as much dancing goes on as I'm sure you've heard. I thought you were going to say but as you would like. <laughs> as I would like, yeah. But yeah. <laughs> a lot of them don't have much rhythm, so. Yeah. How many snakes do you guys pass around? We don't. We don't pass around oh. snakes. Not anymore. How unfortunate. But uh, no, we actually, we don't do the snake thing. That's very, not only is it old school, but it was also never like a big Pentecostal thing. Yeah. Was never our organization. <laughs> never us. Uh, yeah. The craziest that the Church of God of Prophecy got was that women weren't allowed to wear pants and, or jewelry or makeup and yeah. nobody was allowed to bowl. Bowling was yeah. against the rules. Wedding bands weren't a thing until my lifetime. Yep. Pretty weird. So... Yeah. Yeah, That's and you still crazy. go to a church got a prophecy church now, I do. right? Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. So what is um, what's a typical service like? I mean, is it as wild and crazy as some people hear? Is it just kind of basically a Baptist church, but a little bit louder? Typically, it's not as crazy as as people hear. Yeah, there there will almost certainly be a little yelling, clapping, mm -hmm. singing. There will probably be a little little walking around in the aisles. Hmm. Might Speaking not be some tongues. dancing, but there might be dancing. Tongues is uh, almost a guarantee. Hmm. Uh, it is. It's hard to remember that people think that's weird. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, you'll almost certainly hear somebody speak in tongues. Uh, but anyway, you we don't have we so we don't have a parking lot attendant. Us personally, uh, the church is kind of small, so it's also mostly my family. Well, hmm. these days you know we've gotten bigger, so it's not mostly my family, but most of my <laughs> family is there. Hmm. Uh, but you walk in, my great uncle greets you at the door, uh, hands you a bulletin. It doesn't tell you much about what we're going to be doing that day. <laughs> uh, it tells you the events we have coming up and it tells you the birthdays we've got coming up, hmm. prayer requests. Uh, there is a form for you to fill out a prayer request that you can drop in a box on your way out. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you go in like 1045, pretty much everybody agrees. You show up at 1045 to hang out for about 15 minutes. Uh, the service starts at 11. We get a little introduction. We sing. 
quite a few songs. Sometimes that turns into the entire service. Yeah. Because the spirit takes over and we sing for an hour, sometimes four. <laughs> but we do a little singing. We get our message, call it a prayer, altar call, sing a little bit more, and then it's time to go home. Hmm. Now, since it's mostly family, y'all like all go out to eat after? Oh, yeah, usually. Yeah. That checks out. That's how you know it's Which, real good know, service. It feels really bad. Yeah. Someone invites you to fried chicken after. It's a great service. Yeah. yeah. Working in food service makes me feel awful. Oh, Every yeah. day that, yeah. Every day Mima doesn't cook, I'm like, man, we really shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Y'all really need to extra tip people on Sundays. Oh, yeah. They do. Yeah. But still. Who, who in their right mind takes 19 people to a Wendy's? <laughs> but, you know, Wendy's does sound pretty dang good right now, though. Man, darn you. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. No, it, it's pretty interesting. I um, ha- I assume since you've been there for a very long time, you've brought guests before, right? I've brought a couple. Yeah. What was um, what were the things that stood out to people who haven't been before that, that visited? Usually it's the tongues. Yeah. Yeah. Does it, does yeah. it freak them out usually or are they just kind of like, that's kind of weird? Most of the people I bring are, are, you know, theologically open. So fair enough. Uh, most of them have been like excited to hear it. Yeah. You know what was really funny to me? The first time, I don't think it was a church service, but it was like a church event. And I brought some people who were Baptist, you know, friends in the neighborhood. They were really freaked out that whenever we had prayer time, everybody prayed. At once. Yeah, that's another one. <laughs> no one took turns. Like, and, and what's funny, I never knew anybody did that. I was like, that's weird. So you guys just like listen to that dude pray? <laughs> like, like, because if you never grew up with it, you're like, wait a minute, that's that's his conversation. Why are you listening on his conversation? That's not, that has nothing to do with you. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's one of those things that like either way, if you grew up one way, the other way seems pretty weird. Yeah. Yeah. So those two things. Um I guess could could come to a shock. It's like, yeah, you know, we all do it. We're all praying. Yeah. Just pray out loud. True. True. Yeah. I, um, (laughs) could you, what do you think if you brought like a Catholic follower to your church? I think they'd have a great time. Yeah. Where do you think the, the biggest struggle and like easiest connection points are? I think the biggest struggle I, you know, I don't know. I don't know if there would be like a big struggle. Um, yeah. But I don't I don't think there'd be like a super easy connection point either. <laughs> other than like listening to the sermon. Yeah. Yeah. Probably that. Like in my head, probably worship would throw people off the most. Like if you're yeah. not used to Pentecostal worship service, it is quite different from singing a hymnal at a liturgical church. Very quite. Yeah, we're going to get up and we're going to we're going to worship. Yeah, we're getting into all it. of us. Shouting, moving, clapping, <laughs> screaming sometimes. Not sometimes. me, but you know, some people. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I also grew up, uh, Church of God of Prophecy, same organization, but a lot of mine were uh, what was like joked upon from the other Kogops, Kogops short for Church of God of Prophecy, um, would make fun of our churches as like Bapticostal, because a lot of the ones I went to were basically Baptist. It was pretty unlikely, actually, most services, that you'd hear someone speak in tongues, unless maybe my dad, maybe like once every three or four weeks, we'd have like a really good worship service and you would hear someone speak in tongues then, which wasn't usually a thing. 
Um, so it was very much like a Baptist church, you know, a lot like uh, if, you, if you listen to the episode we did, Dr. Beck, you know, we came, we didn't have, you know, people in the parking lot. There was greeters. You did the worship service for us. It was usually a slow song, fast song. Then we would have like shaking hands. So people would all greet one another. That might be something that's different for a lot of people because they didn't just like not just like nod your head at one another. They're like hugging each other. Even if they don't know you, they might be hugging you. Yeah. Shaking them hands, loving some people. Uh, even the phrase loving on some people, that might be weird to people <laughs> who aren't used to it, but it's something that they'll say probably. Um, and then they'll go back. They'll do another fast song, then a slow song. Uh, then the pastor will get up, say his message. Usually they'll end with a worship song at the end. People will greet you on your way out. Solid change. You'll get invited to lunch or dinner by one of the like people who've been going for a long time who are like, hey, you're new. I'm going to reach out to you, not because the church asked them to or told them they had to or anything, just because they kind of recognize this is something we should do. We should, you know, talk to new people, invite them out to eat, get to know them, and uh, maybe disciple if that's something that's needed in their life. And that's uh, just sort of how it went. Yeah. One thing that'll also, depending on the day you go, you'll probably see like the, like the Sunday school kids do something. Yeah. Those are always fun. Fun days. Yeah. And in my experience, people, people linger in Pentecostal churches a lot more than other churches. Like you're not leaving when church is over. Like you're probably there for another 30 minutes. Yeah. When I said time to go home, I meant it was time to get up. Yeah. It's time to (laughs) walk around, walk around, talk, wonder who you should be talking to. Wondering how long can those people talk to each other? Yeah. We, we linger a lot less these days because we do share the church now with a Hispanic church. Oh yeah. Yeah, you mentioned that. That's pretty cool too. Yeah. I actually, so this is this is interesting. I for a period of time when I was in Wilmington was a children's pastor for both the English and Spanish speaking service at a general assembly church, which just to me it's like a more Pentecostal Pentecostal church. They're just like extra Pentecostal and more well funded. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it was interesting because like the English and the Spanish services weren't just like the same service, but in different languages, like they were wildly different. A lot more people showed up to the Spanish speaking service. It was a lot more dancing, singing. Um, the sermon seemed to last a lot shorter and the prayer time went a lot longer. <laughs> and I was like, man, okay, cool. Which really the only, main reason I knew that was because I had to make the children's church service last longer for that service. So I'd prepare the same lesson. I have to do it twice. And then I had a translator when I was doing it because I didn't know Spanish. So I was doing children's whatever. And then someone was standing next to me. And then sometimes he'd say something. I was like, they'd all laugh. I'm like, what I said wasn't funny. So I, I hope you said something funny. <laughs> yeah. So it was a good time. Um, yeah. But now, now I attend a Lutheran church. DJ, did you did you know about that? <laughs> I've heard. I've heard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't honestly, I still haven't been going long enough that I could tell you exactly how everything went down goes down. Uh, but I, I can tell you it's kind of a smaller parking lot. Go in. Um, usually there's some people who greet you, they're very friendly people, you know, whatever. They'll greet you as you go in. They won't tell you where to sit or anything, but they'll hand you a bulletin. Um, the Lutheran Church's bulletin will have detailed everything 
exactly how outline what's happening in the service. Here's the song. And it's not just going to say the name of the song. It's going to have all the lyrics, the bold parts, the parts you sing, the parts that aren't bold or the parts that other people sing. It's great. I love that because I always feel clueless going to a new place and it takes me a long time to get used to a place. So that's nice for me. Um, usually they'll do like a hymn when you first come in. Um, then there'll be a scripture reading, another hymn. Um, you like recite a, a prayer or do like a liturgical reading, like call and answer kind of thing. Um, before the sermon or the homily, they will have someone come up. There's two co-pastors. It's a man and his wife. They're kind of both are the head pastor. So depending on what Sunday you show up, one of them are going to get up with the kids. The head pastor does the children's church kind of deal. He'll do a lesson with the kids in front of the service or do like something the kids will kind of participate every week. And then they'll take the kids back. Um, we'll do another hymn. Whichever pastor didn't go with the kids, the other head pastor will then read the liturgical reading for the week, deliver the homily. We'll do, I think that's when we do another hymn. Then we do the Apostles' Creed. And then we do a hymn during communion service. So there's communion every week. And then we do like a closing hymn at the end. And uh, you just leave. They don't really linger after as much. You know, you get graded on the way out. Everybody's really friendly. But they're all, you know, places to go. Probably going to eat. Yeah. 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 One thing yeah. I will say that does happen at our church that I forgot about is if the pastor feels like it or, you know, kind of something comes up during the sermon that he didn't plan for and it reminds him of a song, we're probably going to do that song. Just like in the middle and of the he's, sermon? Yeah, he's going to assume that he awesome. knows that song. Yeah. Which yeah. most of them do. <laughs> I don't yeah. Know. yeah, it's funny. As far as like if you're staying within the Protestant realm, as in like not Catholic or Orthodox, they're probably the two extremes would be Pentecostal and Lutheran. I mean, it's very open church in the Pentecostal church. You know, you might just end up doing worship the whole time. The sermon might just be so good at last couple hours. If the spirit's really on the guy, prayer service could last a long time. You never know what's going to happen. So it is very much like open to like, not saying the Lutheran isn't open to the spirit, but it's a lot more. This bulletin's telling me exactly what's going to happen. And that is so far in my experience, exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> it's awesome for me. I like the organization. Um, I, I think I've been really surprised some of the stuff that's been like every year we do this reading that still kind of hits me. Like it doesn't because, you know, I, I guess you get told growing up that, you know, some of the liturgical churches are more stale. And I'm like, yeah, that's actually no, it's actually just deeper because we're remembering this and why it's important to remember this every year or um, communion service. You know, it's not done that differently. If you're not used to real wine at a communion service, that's something I guess you should know about. But, you know, anyone who's saved can join in communion. They do it every week. And they have, they give out like the crackers and they have one cup and everybody dips the cracker in the cup. And then you take the dipped cracker. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I guess that's probably the weirdest part is doing communion every week and kind of being done that way. Um, I I really like it. I like that. We take time every service when we get together to remember Christ. Um, you know, when Jesus said the commandment for communion was like, every time you do this, do this in remembrance of me. You can we interpret a lot of different ways? Did he mean that every time we get together, we should do communion? Did it just mean every time we eat, think about him? <laughs> you know, what, what do you mean? So 
yeah, we, we take that as that. Um, I think, I think, I guess other than that, yeah, the worship's a big thing. Like it, it's not hymns. Like what I grew up with, like Pentecostal hymns are like getting it kind of, you know, hype music. It's very slow, very older music. Even the modern service is still pretty old. It's just instead of an organ, they use a piano. Um, and it's nice, you know, usually they're completely scripture or relative to scripture. Um, some of the songs are like a vasing apart and then we sing apart and it'll just be going through one of the Psalms. And it's good to remember that stuff and remember the apostles creed. I think that's something, if you didn't go to a church that did the creeds, that's something else that might be a little bit challenging, but no, at least Kogop and most of your other churches that don't do the creeds still believe the creeds. <laughs> they just don't recite it every week. So you're okay to recite it. If you decide to visit, <laughs> if you're from Kogop, for example, you do believe that still, so that's fine. Um, wine might be more up in the air than anything. Um, I'm trying to think. I feel like that's mostly it. Yeah, TJ, did you have any questions? Like, I know you visited a Methodist church before. Um, is that the most liturgical setting mm -hmm. you've been in? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We had so, to we had to attend at least once as a team because we were we were their basketball team, oh. and we definitely went to that church. At least that one time. That's pretty funny. Yeah. So what, what did you think of it? <laughs> Does anything stand out to you? I know it's been a while. Uh, yeah, like the call and answer stuff, uh, being handed a sheet that tells you everything you're going to do, uh, the different ceremonies, rituals. It was cool. Yeah. Like It was definitely odd that we were taking time out of the what seemed to be like very regular schedule uh, service to acknowledge that the basketball team one won a nice big trophy. <laughs> that would seem a little odd. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Yeah, I um yeah, I, I think there's two like majorly different philosophies when you go from a low liturgical church service to a high liturgical church service. And it's really highlighted between especially when you're thinking of like Pentecostal churches, of just kind of the the one hand, I think most of your Pentecostal churches, I think you need to leave room for the spirit to move. Always be open for God to do what God's going to do. There's plenty of verses to back that up. I think a lot of your high liturgical churches aren't not open to the spirit, but rather, you know, there's verses like God is not a God of confusion. You know, there's if you look in the Old Testament, God did have an order to the service that was going to be done, how you give your sacrifices, all that. So, you know, there's a lot of precedent for order as well. Just kind of determining what you want to highlight, what you don't want to highlight, that kind of stuff. I know, actually, that interestingly enough, my parents' church is Church of God of Prophecy. It's Pentecostal. But they started doing a um, a reading, call and response at the beginning of their service. So it's not a liturgical church service by any means, but they still added that element because it's nice to have people interacting. You know, you have the whole church participating instead of just watching, at least for that one moment. And I think that's... That's something I like to see a lot of. I like to see those things where, you know, it's communion. We're all participating. It's reciting the creed. Everybody's participating. Bringing the kids up front. You know, they used to do it at your church sometimes too. Like just seeing more people participate in the service is something that I like to see in a church service. That's the thing that really makes me feel most connected to God, I guess, is when I see everybody participating and doing this thing that we call church together. I would like to restate that if you're going to a Pentecostal church, you will not be getting a piece of paper that tells you what you're going to do. That's yeah, that's true. You're going to get the lyrics on a screen on the stage. Probably. Yeah. That's probably that's it. it. 
too. Yeah. Maybe the verses as the pastor's preaching. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I, I liked Dr. Beck said every church does have a liturgy, whether they call it that or not. And, you know, just kind of hearing him, you know, as a Baptist who doesn't have a liturgical service necessarily still have that order of, you know, um, I forget what it was. The beginning was like um, gratitude response. And then the other one was like something else in response. But both songs had a message and then a response. So they had two songs and two songs. And I really like that his church, how they had that set up. Um, okay. So then TJ, if you're talking to somebody who's never been to a Pentecostal church, what would be, they're going to visit just to see what their brothers and sisters are doing over there. What's your number one piece of advice that they should do when they go to this service to visit? Be not afraid. Yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just be open for, for worship to look a little different. Uh, as far as things for you to do, try praying out loud when it's time to pray. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Might like it. Also, I'm going to echo Dr. Beck again. Participate. You don't have to dance in the aisles or anything if you're not comfortable with it. But, you know, when it's yes, time to do. sing, get it. <laughs> they have to dance on the aisle or else. Yeah. Or else. Um, yeah. I guess if I am talking to people who are born used to love the liturgical churches, Pentecostal churches, and they're visiting a Lutheran church, as someone who's still getting used to that kind of format, it is very different. I, I guess my thing would be take the slower moments – and use them as times to meditate on why you're doing what you're doing and what's going on. Like, why do we recite the creed? You know, why do we have these hymns that are like 200 years old? Or why are we doing communion every week? You know, just kind of, even if you don't participate in everything, take the time to really meditate on why these things are happening and be reflective on things. You know, I know maybe you're more used to music being more upbeat, the whole thing being more upbeat, whatever. Just don't think that's the point of church necessarily. I think it's kind of to refresh your soul. And I think if you allow it and you don't just overanalyze everything, you get too into your head. I think it will be refreshing for you to just kind of remember, remember why the church is the church, you know, why we do communion, why we believe the apostles creed, why we read the scriptures that we read and just kind of sit in what you probably already know. Yeah. Even if it's different. You probably do already know all these things. Even if you haven't memorized the Apostles' Creed, you've definitely heard people say different parts of it. So just, you know, know that it's not really all that different if you take the time to think about it. Yeah. TJ, did you have any questions if you were going to visit a Lutheran church, like Pastor Will's church? If you're going to pa visit Pastor Will's church and you're asking me who's not attended his church but has attended a Lutheran church, what would you ask me? I think you're asking the wrong guy. <laughs> because you would just do it? <laughs> I'm just showing up. Yeah. Maybe that's the advice. Just show up. Just do it. It's worth it. It's not that intimidating. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, it maybe do research before you go. So you know what it's going to be like. Prepare yourself. If you're listening to this, you're doing a good job. Probably. It'll be good. It'll be know fun. the dress code. True. True. Some churches are really weird about that. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine but Pastor like, Wills is not one of those churches. <laughs> yeah. Like they can judge you, but there's only one judgment that really matters. I'm cutting the podcast right there. That was the last sentence. <laughs> Only one judgment really matters. Boom. No more whole church ever again. Ever. Yeah. Just that line. That was it. <laughs> Cold stop. All right. Well then, TJ, I think that's it. Do you want to do the God moment? So 
here on the whole church podcast we like to start our outro with a god moment it's where we talk about how we've seen god in our lives recently whether it be a blessing moment of worship challenge curse any of those things and uh, i always like to start with josh uh, to give myself as much time as i need to think so josh do you have a god moment for me this week sure so i've uh i've been attempting to lose weight for those who don't know i've gotten fat um <laughs> yeah and it's been working pretty pretty well so far i'm thinking around like 25 pounds something like that nice. so that's nice yeah and it, I, I guess the god moment really is just that man i feel so much better it's actually it's a little bit easier to sleep easier to breathe that's always nice doing things isn't so as bad as it was still kind of a challenge still got to lose a lot more but um Kind of makes me think of like, hey, that's right. When we're healthy, doing good things is easier. <laughs> I think the same thing kind of goes for your spirit. You know, when you're praying, reading your Bible. Not that I'm like being dogmatic and you have to do all these things to be saved. I don't think that's true. But I think if you do kind of some of the spiritual upkeep and some of the spiritual practices, you will find that it's easier to do more of the right things and to kind of feel more connected to God when you want to. So, yeah, that's going to be mine. Yeah, yeah, it's real hard to pray when your spirit doesn't feel like it. That is true. Yeah. Also, you imagine, like, in that scenario, like, I always think of prayer as, like, a conversation. So I'm just like, man, I always hate when people talk to me and I can tell they just don't want to be talking to me. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I know God doesn't yeah. get annoyed necessarily about that, but in my head, he does. Yeah, same to you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's your God moment, TJ? So I recently, yesterday, uh, saw a friend for the first time in a pretty long time. That's been probably two or three months. So like not that long for an adult friend, but pretty long from, for my friends, you know? Yeah. Uh, and he has a baby on the way, which is awesome. Love that. Love to see him. Uh, but what, what got me was we were, we were at Chili's by the way, oh, uh, nice. but I look over and on his arm, on his right arm, there's just like a grid almost like a, a just a swath of, well, it looked like burn marks. Oh. I'm like, dude, what did you do? And uh, he got them from playing the, the guitar at a church. And it, it was not his guitar. Oh. I just, oh. They just wanted him to do it. And he did it. And he said he'd gladly do it again. And uh, yeah. I'm just glad there are people like that out there watching out for these non-Pentecostal churches. I'm just over here really concerned with like, how does a guitar mess your arm? Yeah, up that, no, bad? I asked him uh, a, a bunch of times. He was like, yeah, man, guitar burn. He was like, no, I've never, I've never seen that. I was like, you do music, don't you? Yeah, I was like, are you allergic to like the wood the guitar was made out of? Was it an acoustic? He was like, yeah, it was hard top though. So it was, it was weird. Definitely weird. Yeah, that, yeah, that's strange. Praise God but, for him. Good for him. Yeah, that's never happened to me. But I play the bass. So, like, you know, it's a little different. Yeah. I guess. It doesn't burn my arms. You know, I am glad of that. I'm very glad of that. Yeah. But thank, you know, praise God. Yeah. Fairly, really. What a disciple. <laughs> so. I feel like you also feel a little awkward without having a guest here. Yeah, it's, it's odd. It's strange. Yeah, it is. It's weird. <laughs> there should be a third person with a God moment. I agree. Let's just wait for the audience. That was a good one. That's a, that's a great one. I love to end with that. So if you enjoyed the episode, please consider sharing this episode with a friend or an enemy. You can share with a cousin. Yeah, preferably a cousin. Uh, yeah. Uh, come to the convention. I'll be there. We can thumb wrestle for money. 
It's not gambling. You're just they're already losing money. to you at risk. Why do they need to lose at thumb wrestling? I'm competitive. <laughs> uh, there is a link to a GoFundMe for the event. If anyone would like to support what we're doing, help us pay guest fees and traveling costs. Please. We're poor. Yeah. Um, and, you know, make sure you check out our other show, Systematic Geekology, at systematicgeekology.org. Um, you can hit the host tab. You see my name and TJ's name. If you want to see episodes that we did or avoid them on that podcast, you can do that. Yeah. But we hope you enjoyed the show. Come back next week. and We'll have Professor Andrew Lucius, hopefully of Charleston Southern University, join us to reflect on the different worship styles churches discussed during the series. Uh, then we'll be interviewing Josh Patterson about his podcast, Rethinking Faith. And after that, we'll have a couple live recordings from the upcoming convention that I hope you attend. And finally, at the end yeah. of season one, Francis Chan will be joining us. Good for him. Can't wait for him to tell me that himself. You keep telling me. I need him to tell me that. Yeah. yeah that'd be great. Thank you for listening to the Whole Church Podcast. Remember, you can always sponsor our show at patreon.com forward slash the whole church podcast.